0: The Dad presents episode 50, Joy Villa. It all starts right now. All right, dadheads. We got a treat again today. We got Joy Villa back. She's an award-winning musician, political activist. She's a badass ninja goddess. Hey, Joy. Mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the last time you were on our show, it uh, created you know quite a firestorm from our audience. I mean, like major feedback. Whoa. We lost honestly. We lost about ten thousand fans, but I think we added about Whoa. twenty. But I think we added about twenty thousand new ones. What I found oh, is congrats. you are super red hot and polarizing. And I'm, I'm wondering, <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering, why do you think that is? Why are you so polarizing to the audience?
1: It's funny because I never set out to be a polarizing figure. You know, I always, as an artist, I've always wanted to create stuff that I believe in, but that it also speaks, speaks to the heart. And I didn't think that would ever be polarizing. And then I found myself in politics, right. which is just sort of like a calling almost, because I really believe strongly in what the president is doing what he wants for this country. And unfortunately, when you have strong beliefs and you do not back down, that will be polarizing because there will be people who believe the total opposite of you. So obviously it's the politics yeah. and people don't like to see somebody who maybe they like, but they don't like their viewpoints. These This day and age, they don't really – they're not comfortable seeing someone who goes, oh, like I've seen – We'll say, oh, you're black, you're Latina, you got natural hair, you're beautiful, you have tattoos, you're vegan. Like, but why aren't you a liberal? Like, I, I want to like you so sure. bad. You don't, but you don't you're, fit, but you're a fit conservative. You don't fit into my mold, mm-hmm. right? And it
0: confuses people.
1: Is, it confuses people. They can't figure me out, but I've got that all my life.
0: Yeah, and what I, are you? I mean, and, and based on what you said, it's more today than ever before. Like, if you yeah. came out as a conservative, uh, Pop musician fifteen years ago, I don't think it would have ruffle, ruffled feathers. It's just in the day and age of of think, Trump, it's just yeah. craziness.
1: I don't think anybody would have blinked an eye. You know, right. I think you could be could, like mo- all the country artists. Almost all of them were conservative back in the day, and I don't think people really looked at politics. I mean, sure, there's been you know left versus right since the dawn of the two party system, but it was never like this. You're mm-hmm. absolutely right that it was never like. Where people get blacklisted or told you can't do something, you can't be a part of this. And I mean, I've been called every racist name in the book because I'm a conservative. Right. Which is so bizarre to me because a lot of the people saying this are like, oh, you know, conservatives are racist. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I haven't felt any of that. I haven't seen it. I'm sure there are some racist conservatives out there. There's some, there's hateful people on both sides, but I've felt nothing but love.
0: Well, it's the seen- hate
1: I have received is from liberals yeah. are saying you can't be black and support President Trump. You can't be Latin and support President Trump. I won't allow you. Shut up. Stop talking.
0: Right. That's where, I, that's where the problem to me seems to come in is the, the left. They're always talking about diversity, diversity, this diversity, that. And diversity is important. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it is important that, it is. you know, America is diverse, but they don't seem to want yeah. any diversity of thought or ideas. And then when somebody who's no. supposed to be on their team, doesn't play on their team, like, like, like you or, or Kanye or, mm-hmm. you know, many, mm-hmm. many black people, they just, they get, they get shit on. Totally. Um,
1: people are not ready for it. No. <laughs> they weren't.
0: No. And I think that's why this, uh, this Blexit move, movement is, is picking up steam. Like, I think a lot of people are getting wise to that. Like a lot, you know, I don't want to speak yeah. for, for the, well, the black the or- community, but no. it, it seems like
1: well, the original movement was walk away. That's mm-hmm. what founded, you know, the original thing. And there has been offshoots like Blexit, you know, and Lexit and so forth. But the original was walk away, walk away from Democrats. And that includes all colors. It just so happens to be a huge portion of the people who are choosing to walk away are blacks mm-hmm. and Latinos, Right? you know? I mean, it's incredible. There's been an awakening. There's been a, a change of mind. There's been a revolution out there. And I re- I think, honestly... When I read these statistics, I'm not surprised because black households statistically are normally more pro-God, pro-church, pro-family, pro-life. That's conservative values, pro-hard work. You know, the same with Latin households. For sure. All of these principles, all of these values. I'm not saying liberals can't have those values, too. There's some good people on the left, who are good friends of mine, who are hard workers, but when we start talking about brass tax, they realize, oh, I might be more conservative than I thought as well, because they hold a lot of those lower taxes, less government control, less right. you know interference from the government. They don't realize those are conservative principles. You vote with your dollar,
0: right? Well, somehow the left has has done this trick where they've associated being conservative with being racist. So people it's just crazy. people don't want to admit to being conservative, even if they are, because there's that, that connotation. Right. And that, I mean, that was kind of a, a nifty little trick, really. Um,
1: yeah, it is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now, y- y- talking about Trump, I, I'm, I'm not a, a Trump supporter. I wasn't a Trump voter. Um, but mm. I've never understood Trump derangement. And that's a real thing. Like, I've seen it with my friends, it like is. people completely losing yeah. their minds. I, I don't get that <laughs> at all. But at the same time, I, I, I also don't get... The Trump love, like it, the people who love him, they're all in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What mm-hmm. is it exactly that you love about Trump?
1: I'll tell you, for me, it's that he is so unafraid to be a badass, that he says it like he is. He doesn't make apologies. I mean, I could list on and on the great things he's done, which have been a lot. But even before he proved that the economy is winning, that the you know stock market is the highest it's been in history, that unemployment is the lowest it's been in history, you know, especially for minorities and for young millennials, actually young people have jobs, jobs are a huge part of what makes people tick and, and gives people hope to support their families. And Trump has done that and made promises, you know, he eradicated almost completely eradicated Al Qaeda. Like a lot of it, ha- they have backed down. I mean, a lot of this is his, his come to pass and and he's the most pro-life president He doesn't just say he is, but he does the things that he's going to say. All of those things aside, which are actually huge things, a billion dollars towards the Urban Revitalization Act, historical black colleges and universities have more funding than even Obama allocated, which is huge Mm -hmm. for education. But just the fact that he does these things, but then he continues to bull bait the media by tweeting and he doesn't he he doesn't give a flying rat's ass how they react.
0: Yeah. I he doesn't
1: care. Yeah. He's not politically correct. He's not going to dot his eyes and, you know, cross his T's just because you say so. He's a loud uh, boomer, you know, mm-hmm. New Yorker. And yeah. that generation was where men were men. They went to war. They provided for their families. They were men's men. And I love that. I love that. And I, we needed a full on masculine president for once.
0: I do, I do like how he calls out the media because the media. I mean, let's face it, the media—they're—they're they're full of shit at this point. I mean, you can't—they
1: can't, really are.
0: Yeah, you—if you're getting your news on television, you're—you're you're not getting the news anymore. It's just—it's all propaganda. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do, I do like how he calls it out. Um. Good. And I like how he speaks his mind because I feel like he's exposing a lot of problems in the system. He might not necessarily be correcting them, but it's making them apparently obvious. And and what you said about right. uh, uh, the black community, I don't know that I necessarily want to give him the credit, but you cannot deny the facts that the medium income for blacks has gone up more than ever before. Uh, unemployment for blacks is down. And you do have to give them credit for for signing the crime bill. I mean, that, that was, Oh
1: my gosh, the first step act. Yeah, And people don't realize how historic this is because Democrats and Republicans have been talking about, like you said, crime bills for, for- be- before we were born, sure they've been you, there's always been crime bills, we need to lower crime, we need to this this yeah, it's one for- of those talking but points what, that comes first- up every
0: election, and nothing ever gets every done every election mm-hmm. left
1: or right, they all promise the sun the moon and stars and deliver dirt. but Trump is the first one to actually do something about this, and this is huge. the first step act um i i, I uh, advocated for this because a good friend of mine had this on his desk well had this trying to get to Trump's desk had the 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 first draft of it nine years ago and he's been trying to get it done uh for a long time and so what it does is essentially it it helps go through a lot of the criminal logs where people who are on first offenses for non-criminal uh like non-criminal offenses like drugs you know where they really shouldn't have been thrown in jail for 35 plus years it was like a first offense a non-criminal excuse me non-violent criminal offenses where it's like they've done their time they have they put in for good behavior but still nobody's looking out for these people and these are mothers fathers somebody's sons, somebody's children but they haven't have gotten caught up in in something bad and they're usually people of color those yeah. people now they're they're going through these people and getting them out of the system getting them out of jail again also pregnant mm-hmm. women who have babies in captivity in jail um, are being treated fairly instead yeah, that's of being massive. chained to hospital beds. Mm-hmm. This is massive. There, when, when we I know hear women who gave birth in jail, they literally were handcuffed to wow. a hospital bed. That's it's tragic. Like, this is inhumane tra- treatment. I mean, I understand these are people who committed crimes, but we're not even talking about mass murders or rapists here. We're no. talking about you know nonviolent criminal offenses, drug offenses. Right you know robbery yeah you definitely should do the do the crime you do the time but you should still be treated humanely and the idea should be to rehabilitate people and get them out of the system not keep them there for twenty five, thirty
0: years, right? I'm not even sure money. you should. I'm not even sure you should do the time for for petty drug offenses. I'm 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 on board with mm. you know, let's just rehabilitate these people or whatever. But but mm. when you're when you're talking about systemic racism, that's a, a term we hear a lot about. I mean, the one yeah. place we know that definitely does exist is is crime and punishment. I mean, black people are yeah. more unfairly punished, and it's usually for. Uh, drug crimes. Eddie. And, and this Eddie's is one crime. area. Yeah, and this is one area he's taken action. So you, no matter where you Absolutely. fall on the political spectrum, you've got to be able to see that. Like yeah. that's a positive.
1: And you know, Van Jones from CNN, African-American hardcore, hard left. He was a part of this bill and he was like, wow, he spoke at CPAC this year. And he said, Republicans are doing the things that I'm doing. Like Republicans actually got it done. What, what gives? Yeah. like, you guys are actually doing the thing I've been talking about for 20 years. So he was actually shocked. He spoke at, you know, Conservative
0: Political Action Conference
1: earlier this year. Well, that and surprises that, me that he showed, would come out
0: and say that. So that's that's cool I that know. he would do that. Isn't
1: that amazing? Mm-hmm. So things are changing, you know, for black Americans. This is a huge thing. Um, and it's something that you cannot deny that Trump has been the person to get this done. And that will be his legacy amongst others. Like he had North Korea back down, no nuclear war. I mean, thank God, you know, Well, see, they take things like
0: North Korea. And this is what takes a guy like me, who's, who's middle of the road, probably when Trump was elected, you know, I definitely, I didn't want Trump. I didn't want Hillary either, but I definitely didn't, I didn't want Trump. But then when he does something like he meets with the leader of North Korea and tries to negotiate peace, or when he refuses to go to war with Syria, and liberals mm-hmm, attack that mm-hmm. as a negative and try to spin that like that's some kind of oh my negative. If it,
1: Obama had done it, they'd be like, "Give him the Nobel Peace Prize. Sure well, they did it's give him the Nobel thing. Peace Prize.
0: <laughs> you know, they, they gave him one.
1: Yeah, yeah, they did. That's,
0: and that's what For turns what exactly and that's what turns people like me against the left like it's just blatant hypocrisy yeah so i know
1: and it's a shame because i have a lot of friends on the friends on the left who are good people they just are not aware that the media has created a divide between left and right to make us seem like we're enemies black and white left and right male versus female it's all creation of hate and and, and why, why is that I why do they do that? all the money why do you think they we'll do follow that? all the money they make mm-hmm. money off exactly. of that the more hate, war, divide, the more they can sell papers, the mm-hmm. more they can sell clicks, clickbait. advertising money. It's clickbait. We can't underestimate that every time you click on an article, you are giving your time to money because those advertisers are paying you. View an article, even if you go, I don't, I didn't even share it, I didn't even agree with it, whatever. It got you to click on it. Guess what? Someone made money off your clicks. Right. So they can now say. You know, a million people clicked on this article where we said uh, Trump slapped a black woman. Great. Let's post another one. What What you 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 know? What you don't read, that's the headline. And when you read further, he slapped a black woman's hand with his hand in a high five to hmm. congratulate her after he released her from jail. I, like it's I hadn't literally read that. these kind of headlines. That, that was mean, a headline? I'm making that up. No, I made that up, but but that's how it wouldn't surprise me though. The fact that you had to ask me exactly the fact (laughs) that you didn't go, oh, that's obviously fake, shows where we are right now.
0: Right. So, okay. So, I mean, we had you on before. We know you're a big Trump advocate. (laughs) Um,
1: Yes.
0: Is there any areas he's disappointed you?
1: Um, I would say in staffing, in hiring. You know, he's had a lot of bad eggs. Omarosa, <laughs> others, you know, uh, Scaramucci, well, how about, he's hired a lot of his friends.
0: Speaking about the hirings, I mean, how about the fact that one thing I liked about him when he was campaigning was the whole drain the swamp thing. Like I'm, I'm, I'm anti-war. I
1: love that. I hate the wars. Yes, and he said
0: he was going to drain too. the swamp, but then he kind of hired all of Obama's people, all of Clinton's people. Like it's the same, you know, it's the same cronies back there. Um, how yeah, do you feel about that? It is.
1: I don't like it. I don't like John Bolton. I don't like these neocons. I don't like these people who are pro-war, who are like egging him on, bomb Syria, go, go, go. I hate that. And I think that he should have done a a pure house cleaning like Obama did. Mm -hmm. Obama didn't keep any of of, uh, Bush-era people in. He did an absolute house cleaning. That's what I would do if I were president. I would fire all 'all y'all who worked for the last president because your loyalties are not going to lie with me. I don't care if you're the best for the job. You need to be the, the the best, but also the loyalist. Yes, I would have all my own people. But the thing is, I would not hire my friends. We all know Ricky down the street who used to, you know, hang mm. with us. That doesn't mean he would be a great political advisor, not you right. know, on war and tactics. And I feel like, you know, Trump is such a genius when it comes to business and negotiation, the art of the deal. Incredible book if you haven't read it, whether you like President Trump or not. It's it's such a good book. And um, I mean, all of these things he's done successfully, and he knows how to handle money. He knows how to handle people, but for some reason, he does have a bit of a blind spot with hiring people in the White House, and that's caused harm. It causes stress, and he's such a, a kind and considerate person like i know him personally and he's actually a very kind man who cares a lot he's a grandpa he really believes in what he's saying he comes off as a bulldog because that's yeah i gotta say
0: he doesn't i mean i can't argue with you if you personally know him but he doesn't he doesn't come across as being kind i mean that's part of the persona of the way time
1: at mar-a-lago hugging people and when there's kids at his rallies he will always say hi to kids he will spend hours after shaking hands. This man does not quit. He will give you his time. He will listen to compliments uh, of people who are fanatics. There are some fanatical Trump fans out there who are just like, Mr. President, I love this, this, that, and God bless you know, them. You know, Aunt Susie, she'll go on for five minutes. He will listen to her. I've seen it with my own eyes. I've experienced it where he will go on and on and on. Uh, I was just at the White House for the, um, a couple months ago, for the social media summit. He invited us all to hang out in the Rose Garden after and watch his next speech. He spoke almost an hour longer to us as a private, you know, closed door briefing about what he's going to do. I mean, this man, he took questions. The cameras all were off and he took questions for another hour. Mm -hmm. This man donates his time. That's a kindness because he is the most important man In the world right now, running the most successful country in the world, every president who becomes America's president is that person. It becomes VIP automatically. You inherit quite a legacy. No matter what, if you do a good job or a crappy job, you are president of the most successful country that everybody wants to come to, and, and, sure. and rightfully so. That's what we've we've built on a, an amazing country, on people who've come here, donated their time, their culture, to assimilate and become Americans right. and build this nation up to what it is. There's no other country in the world that is based off of ideals Like we are, it's all based off of like, oh, if you're Swedish, you're Swedish. It's not like I'm going to go to Sweden and and pick up the ideas of Sweden. Sweden is a nationality and it's a nation. And you do have like certain cultures there, but it's not like America that was built with revolutionary mindset that we are going to be different. We're not going to be owned. We're going to have the, the freedom to have our own religion, the freedom to say what we want, the freedom to practice, uh, you know, the what we want to do and the freedom to, to, to have proper representation. Like all of these things our founding fathers built and fought for and bled for. So no matter what, America is the best country in the world because of that. And we want the next president to continue that. And President Trump is doing that. And he doesn't have to be um, is is considerate as he is with people. What you see no. on TV, the 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 ball busting, you know, hard nosed Twitter guy. Yeah, that's President Trump. But, but behind closed doors, he's sweet. He is kind. He listens to people. He's complimentary. Every rally, if you've ever seen his rallies, he opens the first ten minutes thanking other people, naming and bragging on other people. It's like, wow. Yeah, I've this seen This man really knows how to give a compliment. Okay, so let me ask let me ask that. you
0: one let me ask you one question then. So if, if if he's this lovable of a guy, he's this sweet of a guy, um, he's done so many good things for the country, per you, and some of those I, I, I would agree with. Why it's obvious since day one, the Democratic Party, not just the Democratic Party, but a lot of, of um core Republicans and the media for sure, and all of Hollywood, they've wanted to get rid of him since day one. Why is that? Oh, yeah, why?
1: Well, he goes against what they believe in. He's which breaking is up the cabal, which is control and power, mm-hmm. which a lot of Republicans believe in too. But control and absolute power instead of so going to the people for the people, by the people, with this, which this government was created for, they want to have their control and so, like Hillary Clinton, all the Clintons, they had their tight knit cabal, their tight knit group. And I'm not conspiracy theory. This is true. They had their people in, it was very secret. It was very much like, Oh, you blacks, you don't really understand this. Oh, you Mexicans, you Latinos, you don't really understand this. We're going to do this for you. And we're going to campaign every couple of years when we want your vote, but we're not going to really bring you in. Mm-hmm. And the, president, he, I mean, he's breaking all the rules. He's bringing in all these black Americans, hundreds of them, to celebrate Black History Month, Young Black Leadership Conference, uh, Hispanic History Month. He's bringing in all these people who would never go to the White House before. He brought me in. Why, why am I at the White House? Just because I've supported him, I've been loyal, I've been vocal, and I am a successful singer and an actress, doesn't mean he has to automatically let me in the White House. Obama, you know, who did he bring in the White House? I'm sure a lot of good people. I voted for him. But who did he have mostly? Beyonce and Jay-Z, which is fantastic. But they're like uber famous. They worked for all this fame. Mm-hmm. And that makes him look good. The president, this president is bringing in people who are not famous, who are just small business owners. He's thinking... The basic Joe the Plumber types, the Midwestern types, that is different than what the Democrats have been doing. They've been ignoring the quote-unquote flyover states and putting all their time and effort into places like I live, New York and Los Angeles. And yes, those are big populated great cities, but what about the rest of America? And this president's going, no, I'm going to campaign the places that Hillary did not campaign because she had to take a nap. And the Democrats don't like that because he's working twice as hard and he's talking twice as honest to the actual people. He's bringing it to the public. That's why he uses Twitter because it's every day. It's every day, every man, oh, they hate plays.
0: how he uses Twitter. And, and I, I think you're that. right there. I, th- I think you're right there. I mean, they say they hate it because he's vulgar and maybe that's part of it. But I, I think they hate that he can talk to Americans directly and that he doesn't need yes. the media anymore. He can just do it on Twitter. And I think that bothers them. It
1: was like this. It was a pot. Like it was a cool kids club before. Like Mm -hmm. you got to go through the New York times. You got to go through the elitist. You have to, it was very elitist. Politics is very elitist, you know? Yeah. And now it's suddenly like, hell I can run for president. You know, now it's like, shit, I'm a business owner too. I can run for president. And it should be that way. It was created for that way. Not, Mm -hmm. not that you have to have a law degree or, you know, this, that, and the other, but he did it he broke boundaries he he doesn't he he doesn't have the smooth talking he didn't have like obama was a great orator he was a great candidate but unfortunately he didn't make a great president he didn't do a lot for this country. So that, that brings that me to good?
0: that brings me to to my theory. Oh, yeah. So let let me just Go run ahead. this theory by, and you tell me what you think. Obama was smooth. Okay. O- Obama was he silky was smooth. smooth. I mean, he, you know, he, he was like, silky yeah, he was like music to your ears the way he would give a speech, and and he could really. He was a good uniter. You know, he brought people together for the Absolutely. most part, at least in the beginning. Yeah. Um. The yeah. reason I think they wanted to get rid of Trump is because. They don't trust him. And when I say they don't trust him, I mean he's, he's outside of that club, right? Like they've yes. had this campaign for 20 years now to overthrow the Middle East entirely, entirely remake the Middle East. And in large part, it's to enrich you know, massive corporations who are, who are manufacturing weapons and making a lot mm-hmm. of money that way. So those, those people have their, mm-hmm. their fingers in the pockets of government and, and they make a lot <laughs> of the decisions for them. And Trump,
1: yeah.
0: number one during his campaign was saying he was going to end all of that, which scared them for the same reason that yeah. they, they were scared by Bernie because Bernie was saying the same kind of things, um, yeah. and then Bernie he gets was in also there the
1: outsider candidate
0: yeah, and Trump shoots from the hip at all times, which scares them yes. they don 't know they can they can trust the guy to do what they want done. And I think that's,
1: they can't control somebody like that. Yeah.
0: And I think that's what scares them. I don't think they necessarily dislike Trump because whether he's racist or not, I'm not saying he's racist. That's their claim. I don't think they care if he's racist. I think they care that they can't control him. That's what I think. You're
1: absolutely right. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with you. That's really the whole reason they would, because they can't manipulate him. They can't control him is a wild card and they don't like that.
0: Yeah, and they I think that's are good used for us to
1: controlling their candidates.
0: Yes. And I think it's good for us to see that. It kind of exposes the the CD underbelly of, of government and what it, it really is yes. all about.
1: It does. And I want this to be the continued thing. I want normal people. I mean, normal, successful people who have a heart for America to be elected, Mm -hmm. to run and get elected, and not just for president, but in all sorts of, from school boards on up, you know, local elections, statewide elections, you know, city, all the election, it shouldn't be something you're just sort of like, Just because you want to be a career politician, like no one should be a career politician. It should be everyday people, parents, teachers, nurses, firefighters, police officers, school people, artists. Those are the people we should be electing. If you're a career,
0: if you're a career politician, you've been taking money from, from people who shouldn't be giving you money for a very long time. You can't be a career politician and not be corrupt. It's just... The nature of that position. Eventually,
1: so true. You got to
0: pay your bills. You know what I'm saying? So that's
1: right. So, so and then somehow you're going to figure that out. And yeah. unfortunately, it'll be like Maxine Water somehow. Her salary's so low, but somehow she's got a four million dollar home.
0: Right? They're they're right? all they're all multimillionaires. How is that with with? They're the sal- all you know? even mm-hmm.
1: Bernie, who's like eat the rich. You're mm-hmm. like, I'm, that's you. You're you, you're worth millions.
0: And even the ones it's who not
1: bad to be worth millions. It's no. okay to. I want to be worth millions. It's all right to be rich. Sure. But we shouldn't be demonizing that, and then and then pretending to be an everyday man.
0: And we shouldn't be pretending demonizing be that, and then becoming that through means that are unsavory and illegal especially absolutely but okay absolutely. so i i asked you what you don't like about trump because i think that's more interesting to ask a trump supporter than what do you like about mm-hmm. trump let, let me tell you as a as a kind of independent observer the what bothers me there's two things that bother me okay
1: okay uh
0: number one well three things number one we already mentioned that the draining of the swamp didn't really happen um number yeah, two we
1: still got four more years that's going to happen maybe because i agree we'll with see. you on that
0: Number, number two, um, I do like how he shoots from the hip and speaks his mind. But I think he's, he's, you can't argue that he's failed to unite the country. And that's not entirely his fault. The media has played a big part in that. But we've definitely gotten divided in the last four years. And I kind of feel like the most important job of the president is to unite the country. So mm-hmm. that's been disappointing. And the final thing is I love his talk about, you know, Ending the wars. And and he talked a lot about our debt and whatnot. But we haven't gotten out of any wars. And the debt has, you know, he, he's grown the size of government just as much as Obama did. It, there's been no tearing Actually, he's, down. He's, of government.
1: Lim- he's limited a lot. He's limited it a lot.
0: Well, he's gotten Let rid of a you, lot of regulations. I give him credit for that. He had yes, that one rule where yes. if you, for any one regulation, you got to get rid of two. That's great. Yes. But our debt has, has grown more than in any other presidency, as it has with our every debt, president for the last five presidents. I
1: know. It's true. Our national debt, i got to hand it to you. The national debt is a huge problem, and it's not something that I think a president can solve in four years or even eight, but it's something that needs to be solved right. that we have to work on, and I would love to see... Uh, the president, like I talked with um, a couple of his his uh, the people who work in the White House administration and I have I asked the same questions. What are we going to do about national debt? And they are proposing some things. It's a lot of regulations. It's a lot of uh, red tape, It's a lot of people to get around for that, because obviously it's it's been poorly handled mm-hmm. and to, to not our best interests, special interest groups and all of the above. So you're right. That that needs to be changed. And we do need to drain the swamp. And he did say he was going to do it. And he better do it for the next four years. I think everybody should hold him accountable, whether you voted for him or not. And I do encourage you to vote for him for the next four years so that he can do those things. Because that benefits all Americans. You know, that benefits mm-hmm. everyone. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And, and another well, I'm, thing I'm glad to hear you be objective say, on A 100% I can be objective. You said one other point about... Um, What did you say, uh, what was the first or second point you brought up?
0: Draining the swamp, uh, uniting us, uniting Mm. the country.
1: You said the president's job, in your opinion, is to unite America. So we fundamentally disagree on what the president's job is. Because you're right, he didn't unite people, and you could say he divided people, but you would also say he exposed the divisions that already existed. These are divisions that were already there. But for some reason people were more polite about it and now all of a sudden you really see that it's okay to hate rednecks it's okay to hate white people it's now okay to hate anyone who disagrees with you which is horrible that wasn't trump putting that out there but you could say that he sort of, he played hardball and and his tactics were not let's all get along but was like you're a dummy i'm going to give you a nickname and show you that you mm-hmm. know yeah hey i like his ballbuster style I am a New Yorker. It's not for everyone. But I got to say, I don't believe it's the president's job to unite America. I believe that's our job. As citizens, that is our job to find solutions. Yes, there's cracks that we see that the president has exposed, that other people have exposed, and that need to be done, like our national debt, like our, lack, like our division, our lack of understanding and communication. That's why you have this amazing podcast. That's why I make music and movies. That's why I speak up. Because that's our job is to unite Americans as Americans. The president's job is to worry about national security, to make sure our economy is booming, and to make sure we're still the greatest country. They only have four to eight years to do that. So they better make sure our country's secure, because I don't want to be invaded by a foreign nation. Limit government, make sure government is not getting out of control. I don't want government to get more and more big and, and control our lives, and to secure our freedoms that are in the Constitution. That's what I believe the president's job is and to serve right. the people.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is difficult in fairness to expose all the, the BS um, in our government and in the media and also unite people at the same time, because by exposing that, <laughs> you're, you're automatically going to cause some division. So in fairness, absolutely. there is that, but you, 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 it,
1: yeah. you brought I mean, up... in times of peace. Absolutely. Unification mm-hmm. is key. I am a peacemaker, but we're not at peace right now. We're at war with the media. Left and right are at war with yeah, speaking, one another. Yeah, speaking and along that line, and
0: you, and you brought up protecting our rights. Now, just, just yesterday, this, this was on 60 Minutes, that, that Google is censoring and removing ads from the Trump campaign. They've been doing it all summer. Oh we God. also know that, that yeah. Google, um, you know, Tulsi Gabbard, who I support, uh, she has a lawsuit against Google like because the they, were, they were silencing uh, her ads during the first campaign or during the first debate when she was the most Googled candidate. Um, you have, Mm. you have Twitter, you have, you have Twitter like banning conservative people left and right for every little thing yet. They, they don't do it with people who say very aggressive and violent things on the left. Uh, you have the media calling out, um, calling out like the Covington Catholic kids, which was a, which was a fraud. And you have, you know, you have the Jesse Smollett, (laughs) story, all all these things. What I'm getting at is you're talking about protecting our freedoms. Um, And then you have everyone going after Trump and trying to get him impeached for for interfering, for getting foreign governments to interfere with our elections. What is all of this stuff that I just rattled off? Is that not interfering in our elections?
1: (laughs) A hundred percent. Why is nobody, why is that
0: point not being made?
1: Well, because most people are dumb. They're not paying attention, unfortunately, and the media knows this. I mean, if you give people a chance, a, a lot of people are smart, but most people are conditioned to only believe what the media says, most trusted name in news. So the media is controlling this narrative so they can have more control and elicit more, you know, uh, war between people. And then there's higher higher ups who are literally paying for, um, for, for conservative voices, libertarian voices, freedom-fighting voices to be shut down because that's, mm-hmm. co- that's, a, that's competition. You know, there, there are a lot of people like the pharmaceutical industry. I fight against them. They will pay almost to have people killed. Like they will pay to silence someone. You, can om- you, could, you basically should be dead. You nope. basically will be dead if you can't get a job. You can't speak up. You can't post. I mean, people's lives have been destroyed by mm-hmm. huge pharmaceutical companies cuz they're like, "Oh, the FDA approved this, but my grandma just died from it." I mean, we know these things are happening. The same thing happens with uh, businesses or anybody who goes against, you know, the opposite. You know, we have a, a Aaron Brockovich whole scenario. If you try to expose lies, you're going to get shut down. And people make money off of that. Mm-hmm. There's money, there's greed, and unfortunately, most people would would given the, the true facts would make the best decision. I do believe in the goodness of men and women, but people are, most people are so busy. They can't even make dinner. They don't even know what they're doing tomorrow. They're sure. working. They're slaves to their nine to five microwave food. They're on drugs. They're out of it. They're told to do this. They're watching the next TV show. They're caring about what the next celebrity tweets. They care about all these other things, except for like that. The rights, and the freedom of speech is getting taken away little by little. It's right a real problem.
0: That. It's a real problem. It's and, a you know, real problem when, for
1: all of us. Yeah, left and right. When and I moderate. when I
0: came out of college back in, I probably leaned. <laughs> Liberal, because I saw back then, you know, in the Nancy Reagan days, I saw what the right was doing to free speech. They were going after bands like N.W.A. Mm-hmm. and going after comedians, and they were trying to yes. censor free speech. And that pushed me oh, to the left because, like, Republicans
1: you're not, were horrible back. Yeah, those you're days. not
0: going to fuck with my free speech. Like, that's, that's that's right. The our our free speech, the the first that that right as well as the right to bear arms. Those two things are what protect us against our government. Absolutely. i mean there's there's no no Absolutely. two ways about it, so if you 're going to come yeah. after my free speech we 're going to have a problem with it but now it 's really yeah. been the last really three four, five years that there's been just a shift, and it 's the left who's 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 doing this. I mean you see it on college campuses yeah. where if you 're a conservative yeah. speaker they 're going to get you shut down um, yeah. and it's it's disturbing, and i don 't care if you like Donald Trump or hate Donald Trump or, you know, you're a, you're a Christian, a Muslim, whatever you, you are an yeah. American and being American means having yes. free speech and you should be fighting for that. And you're right. People, they just, I agree. they don't pay attention and it's because
1: they're not paying attention.
0: They're not paying, paying attention. not paying attention. They might get 30 minutes of news on CNN and, and that's what yeah. they know.
1: That's what they know. And they go, oh, everyone else is conspiracy theorists. And that's the thing. I I encourage people to unplug, follow social media accounts that you believe in. And then even then take it with a grain of salt because it's a lot of opinions out there. You don't even have to believe me. You know, do your own research. I did. I was a liberal. I was uh, independent, but I was left-leaning, for sure a liberal. I would have told you, yeah, I'm a Democrat. I voted Democrat because that's what I was taught to do. And that's what told me, like, I was a bleeding heart, you know, social justice warrior. You know, let's save the whales. That hashtag feminist, you know, I thought all of those things were the right thing to do. I was very young, like a lot of people out there, until I started researching. And and honestly, I would not have become a Republican. I'm a registered Republican now. But when I voted for Trump, I was still registered independent. I I didn't become a Republican until uh, like a year and a half later. Because I still didn't trust necessarily like the quote unquote Republican Party. I trusted Trump because he was that outsider. I was going to vote for Bernie. I wanted Bernie to make it, you know, because I knew Hillary was not the one. Mm-hmm. And then when it was Trump versus Hillary, I had to really make some hard decisions. Right. And I was kind of like you. Like, I was like, I don't want any of them until a girlfriend said, Well, why don't you look at his speeches? I think you might like him. And I was like, Ah, I doubt it. He's a racist. You know, I was like, All those things. And then I started actually looking at what he said. And when he did that speech or that um, he did that uh, interview with Oprah, and I think it was 1987 or 1989. And he, and he said if if she asked him, if you were president, would you run for president? What would you do? And he just said the same things he was talking about in the 2016 you know, debates. Sure. This man has not changed. Sure. He, yeah, he was, and he was a Democrat back then because Democrats were much more moderate. Democrats of yesterday wouldn't recognize the Democrats today.
0: That's right. He Democrats was a Democrat. He came out, socialist. He, he came out for gay marriage before Obama and Hillary. Like people, you know, for, right. for a bigot, that's that's oh, something. Oh my gosh. Right?
1: I know. Why uh, is you uh, he got the NAACP award alongside Rosa Parks. Sure. That's pretty interesting for a bigot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For a racist. But still, how do you do that? I,
0: I, I understand you you like Trump, um, but still, I wouldn't go too far in supporting Republicans or Democrats because you know if, you're new you're new to politics, right? You didn't always get into it. They all they're all liars. They're all liars. And oh, I know
1: that. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm uh, three years into politics, but I'm I'm heavy into it.
0: Yeah,
1: I may not have the you know the longer term, but I I mean I know that. I have yeah. common sense. If you had told me that two years ago, maybe uh, I would have been like, "Oh," but now I know. Of course, politics sure. is the art of lying, just like sales. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, when somebody's like, "Oh, it's politics," that's a term. Oh, politics. Oh, somebody got the job because they lied better. Right. They smoothed, They schmoozed better. You know, exactly. most politics politicians are slimy bastards. Mm-hmm. That's why I love Trump because he's he's a politician he- now.
0: Right. But he wasn't right. He wasn't right. always a
1: politician. He'd never run or been elected in any other office
0: speaking. of, he, And he
1: won't ever after. Yeah. This is, this is, well, his he's going to be exhausted. So he is. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> also like, you, you know, what can you do? You're president, you know, quit while you're ahead. You're done. You yeah. did it. And
0: I he, mean, <laughs> you kind of, you kind of thrust yourself into the political scene with that, that mag address and it was, it was very controversial and you, you took a lot of heat mm-hmm. for that. No doubt. You probably still get some heat for it. But in the long run, do you think it's maybe helped your career?
1: Well, yeah. Of course it has. I mean, I hit number 1 on Billboard, iTunes and Amazon, I hit number 1. Yeah. You know, I sold so many copies of my album, 30,000 in 4 days. That's wow. what pushed me up the charts, the yeah. Billboard charts unheard of as an independent artist. Well, A nobody sells
0: album. albums anymore, so yeah.
1: I don't <laughs> These are plus digital sales. But, I mean, I, I have my merchandise. I have I make a great living speaking around the country, awakening hearts and minds and having debates and talking to all kinds of people. I'm on the news, you know, several times a month. I love my life. I'm producing my second film coming up. Oh, good for you. I mean, starring, yeah, starring in a romantic comedy. It comes out next year. The next one will be a faith-based thriller. And I have another script. I'm writing another romantic comedy. I mean, my life is exactly what I thought it would be. What I created to be. I just did not see politics. Thank you being a part of it. And that's that's what's so beautiful about it. Mm -hmm. I never went into this scene saying, oh, I'm going to get all these because I'm going to come out for a political candidate. Never would I ever. If you told me that five years ago, I'd be like, yeah, right.
0: Now, There's no way. That's has, not me. Has anyone, and I'm sure they have, but when when they see, and I, I hate the term uh, woman of color, but that's the, the term that gets thrown <laughs> around. When they I know, see, what
1: woman doesn't have color, right? right? Yeah. Like she's got nail color, sure. hair color, lip yeah, it's color. Yeah, it's a silly
0: term, but you know what they mean when, right. when they say it. But when they, when they see someone like you or Candace Owen, who is going in the opposite direction and prospering from it. People come out and, and they say that, you know, it's fake. You're, you're, you're just doing it as a career choice. Um, what do you say to Wait. those people when they make that statement?
1: Well, I say that, first of all, I toured 35 countries before anybody heard of me and was had a good-sized following. You know, my social media and was doing my thing. Um, I didn't need this. Honestly, it's hurt me. You could say it's hurt me more overall. It was a fluke that I have. Built the success that I built, and that the dress happened to to be something that that took off. Mm-hmm. And I did wear it for attention. Absolutely. When people say, "Did you do it for attention?" Of course I did. Why would, else would I be on the Grammys red carpet right. if I didn't want attention? The difference is I use that attention for a cause I believe in. And I've continued to do that. Yeah. For pro-life advocacy, you know, and I use the red carpet. I'm a red carpet activist. I mm-hmm. coined the phrase, I'm the only one doing it. And other people are starting to follow suit and do their little thing too, which I'm like, that's great. I'm a trendsetter. Mm-hmm. I love that. I want people to be outspoken. But I did it when nobody even thought of doing that. And I didn't do it because Trump asked me or the GOP called me or someone paid me. No. I did it because I believed in what I was saying, and I'm a bit of a rebel. I saw everybody hating on him. Honestly, if, if he didn't get that much hate, I probably wouldn't have done it. But I said, you know what? F these people. Madonna can go out there and say she wants to blow up the White House in front of millions of people at the so-called Women's March. But I don't want to wear yeah, How does she get away with enemies. that?
0: How, 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 how does someone get away with that? I, I don't that?
1: understand. I, mean, if I it, wanted to be the great equalizer. I said, you know what? I'm a punk rock girl. I'm going to piss some people off. And that's gets me in trouble sometimes, but also it keeps me true to myself. And I get death threats every day. I get people hating on me. I've been blacklisted from events. If you would have told me that this would all happen, I might have said it's not worth it. But again, that's not the kind of person I am. So I push through despite it. It would be so much easier to just do my art, to just be who I am. I could. I get a lot of attention for that. I didn't need politics. But, like I said, it's a calling. It's something I'm passionate about. It's something I believe in because it's... And you're good at it. You're,
0: you're, you're, you're good at it. There's no doubt about that. Thank
1: you. I, and Thank I, you. I don't think
0: people can uh, accuse you of, like, selling out or doing this for personal gain because there's no way to have predicted that it would have ended successful <laughs> no. because most... I mean, look how many celebrities have come out in support of Trump and they've had their career absolutely ruined. They get silenced on social most media. Yeah, most Stop of them. Baio, so it would have, if John that Twaig. was your intent, it worked out well, but I, it, it was a bad plan.
1: I could have never predicted. Exactly. Yeah. It, it would have been the worst PR move of the century if I had said, oh, I'm going to get famous by supporting someone that everybody in my career hates. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't play those games. And that's, I honestly did it because I, I'm an independent artist. No one can tell me no. I hid the idea concept from my. Publicist. I didn't tell anybody except for my my ex husband, now ex at that time my husband, and he he said, "Hey, I said, should I wear a Trump dress to the Grammys?" And he said, "No," hmm. and I said, oh, "I'm going to do it," <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I needed. You know, I'm stubborn as hell, right? And that has not led me astray. And when it does, I apologize and I keep going.
0: I mean, being being stubborn is just another word for confidence, right? If you, if you're confident it in what is. you're doing,
1: it's fun. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So uh, speaking fun. of the, the red carpet activism, I I, I want to get a little bit personal. If I, if I go over the line, let me know, but you wore the dress. You already mentioned it. You wore a dress in support of, um, of, uh, anti-abortion. Is that the right way to say it? Was it an anti-abortion dress? Pro-life. Pro-life, okay. pro-life. pro-life dress. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and you had, you had a baby and you gave mm-hmm. that child up for adoption, which had to be an incredibly yes. hard decision.
1: If It was.
0: If a, if a young girl who you know, looks up to you for your music, looks up to you for these political stands that you take, if a little girl came to you and she was pregnant, uh, how, how would mm-hmm. you advise her in that situation?
1: I would talk to her and tell her how special she is and that this baby is also special and that this baby deserves to live and she deserves to live. And not feel guilty or demonized for being pregnant in a situation that she obviously didn't see coming. You know, we all make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Things happen. But I would tell her that this doesn't have to be a nightmare. And you do not have to kill that child just because people are telling you. Because it doesn't make the baby go away. It doesn't make you go away. It doesn't make the situation actually go away. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me.
0: I can't, I can't even... Go on, I'm sorry.
1: It creates a false sense of of solving, of a solution, but it's not a solution. Right. So I would tell her that there are other options. If she didn't want to raise her child, I would say there's adoption. There's beautiful people out there. There's, there's um, agencies that can help her, you know, have some funding while she figures out the situation, put her in a safe place so she's not in danger if it's a dangerous situation she's in. There are solutions for this and abortion is never the answer because then you live with that for the rest of your life. And no matter what, it's going to affect you as a woman and as a mother. And it's, it it doesn't make it go away. That's the biggest thing. That's the biggest lie that's been told to women is it makes it go away. You forget about it. You can erase someone's life. You can slaughter someone, but death will linger and you'll remember that. And, Mm then you'll have that guilt on top of the situation that there are millions of people out there who would die for a baby who would, who would pay money to to support you and have that baby safely. Good homes. That's why adoption agencies exist to pair people with, with these women who've had, you know, we've all made mistakes. Mm -hmm. I was 19 years old. I was in a super abusive relationship. I knew I wasn't mature enough. I was damaged. Now did my somebody mom,
0: did somebody talk to you and have that conversation with you, or did you reach that conclusion on your own?
1: I had to reach it on my own. Unfortunately, I wish someone wow. would have talked to me. I wish I could have had someone be like a big sister for me. But for me, it was it was a lot of nights crying. You know, while while uh, my boyfriend, the baby's father, was in jail. You know, he'd throw me against the wall when I was four months pregnant, and I said, "I'm I." May have put up with this before and thought I was miss brave, but I'm not going to do it to this child.
0: Right. And this
1: was after I decided to keep the child, um, because I I just knew abortion wasn't going to be the answer. But then I didn't know what else to do, you know. And I mm-hmm. thought, am I going to be with this fo- with the baby's father? I don't have my parents can't support me. I don't have money. I'm not independently wealthy. All these things, and I cried and I prayed and I found. A newspaper ad of all things that said adoption, loving homes, looking to adopt. And I called the number and I worked with American adoptions and, um, it was, it, it was painful, but it was a beautiful solution to something that abortion would have made even worse. Yeah. And yeah. that baby, she's, a li- she's living together today. I have a daughter. She's, she's alive today. She calls me mama joy.
0: Oh, you know, so you have a relationship adoption. with her.
1: I do. Oh, that's beautiful. It's the most amazing thing. It's one of the most incredible accomplishments of my life. And I'm now at a state where I want to have kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to get remarried. I want to find that soulmate that wants to have kids. You know, my ex-husband, I love him. We're still really good friends. We amicably got divorced. He doesn't want kids. He's a lot older than me. He has a bunch of kids already. We're my stepkids who I love. Um, and I helped raise his youngest daughter my stepdaughter, Robin, Mm -hmm. but he doesn't want kids. He's at a different state in life. And I do, you know, I'm still, I'm at that, that, that age where I'm like, I'm still very young, but there's still a biological clock and I want to be a mother. And it's interesting the difference from that situation and now, and I don't have to live with the guilt Mm -hmm. of, well, I destroyed those chances before, or I'm not worthy, or I don't deserve. And every woman goes through those things, you know, I don't but it's think, so much easier knowing I have a daughter out there, and I'm going to have more. You know?
0: Sure. I don't. <laughs> I don't think you can. Po- like, I don't think anyone can possibly understand how deciding to have an abortion is going to affect them ahead of time. Like, you know, yeah. what I mean, like, I, I don't know how I feel about abortion. I think I change my mind about it all the time. It's a. It's. It's mm, complex. um natural. Yeah. But. I'm glad there's someone like you out there who, who's gone through that and is not afraid to talk about it. And I, I hope you've mm. had that conversation with some young girls because it's, uh, it's got to be a scary, scary thing to go through. And uh, It
1: is. And I know and I never shame or blame women who've had abortions. They also revealed to me they have had several abortions. I had an abortion. I regret it. And now I'm now, you know, and it, it's like it's something that I want women to know that they're valuable. And, and I work with Save the Storks, which is an amazing charity that helps women. They have pregnancy buses that do free pregnancy tests and free sonograms. And they help women find other options besides abortion. And I'll mm-hmm. tell you, four out of five women, when, when I talk to women, four out of five, these are the statistics that Save the Storks has, when you give them the chance, the option for adoption, or to raise their kid, or sometimes they find people who can help fund them or communities who can help rally together to help them raise their child, whatever's going on, four out of five women will choose life instead of having an abortion. Hmm. So that shows me that it's not like that's the first thing on a woman's mind. I'm pregnant, I'm going to kill it. That's not a natural thought, even even if you're in a horrible situation. When I when I got my pregnancy test, my first thought wasn't, oh, God, I need to get rid of this thing. Mm-hmm. It was wow, I have life inside me. That's beautiful. And then, whoa, wait a second. What does that mean? And right. then of course the nurse saying, where's the father? Look at you. You're a woman of color. This is. You're obviously not able to take care of this child. You need an abortion. And unfortunately, um, I pray for that woman every day, but that was the most horrible, shocking thing anyone could have done was trying to talk me into aborting my child when I was in that vulnerable state. And she yeah, uh, nobody
0: nobody should be talked into an abortion. Like I I I I no. really believe that you should be given all of the facts, but you shouldn't. Yes. Nobody should be talked but into an abortion.
1: Unfortunately, and that's what Planned Parenthood does a lot, unfortunately, is they We'll talk you into it. They will cajole you because they get money for abortions, you know, mm-hmm. and they that's what they do. They're America's abortion provider. So, of course, they're going to be like, let's get an abortion. And to them, it's like snip, snip of the tonsils or whatever. Right. It's, it's a pr- medical procedure. They don't even think about this young girl. You don't know her situation. Back in the day, we used to say, oh, you got pregnant. You're going to marry her and you guys are going to have a life together and you're going to move out and you're going to get a house. You're going to get a job and you're going to make it work. We used to encourage people to do that, and they used to make it work. Nowadays, sometimes. it's like, oh, a lot of times, yeah. though. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes, of course, that may not always be the answer either. I would never force somebody to keep their child. I don't think anyone should be forced to do anything, but you you don't have to, you know, get an abortion when there are families out there who would do anything to have that child. Yeah, you're absolutely and right. And raise that yeah. child for you.
0: Yeah, well, I mean— I, I think it's I think it's very nuanced. I think you know, I think there's a lot to be said from from the other side, but I definitely agreed that you should not be talking people into having abortions. Give them the give them the facts. And what what does bother me for sure is these this new late term abortion like the the it's left pushing tragic. this agenda. Like that it's I mean horrible. I don't know how anyone can can see that and not see that as as murder. I now mean, we're talking thirteen that's... weeks and under before there's a functional brain or before a heartbeat, you know, there's some gray area there, but when we're talking like 20, weeks, the heartbeat,
1: actually, the heartbeat's actually shown in six weeks, six weeks, right? Yeah. Six weeks, but brain
0: function around like 11 to 13 weeks from, from what I understand. There's
1: actually, there's brain function beforehand. I mean, that's the thing too. If you, if you look at the science on it, it, life does begin at conception and some people can say, well, I'm going to say it doesn't, but if you look at the actual science on it, there is a life there from the beginning. The zygote, it's now, you know, as soon as the sperm reaches the egg, it is, it's, it's a different set of DNA. It's a different life.
0: Well, I'm not going to try and to debate you on that because I know how passionate no, you are about it. But I we can am, both, like, we can listen, both and, agree and, and, on, on, you know, late-term abortions is, is sick. And that would be a good place Absolutely. for us to start because that's that's going on in this country right now. And that's it no good. Is,
1: it is so disgusting. And, and you're right. No matter what somebody believes on, like early abortions, you know, I'm obviously super pro-life. And I do believe life begins at conception. But somebody who, who doesn't, I've talked to them about late-term abortions like yourself. And, and nobody's going to say that's okay. You'd have to be a monster. This is a fully grown child. We're now saying six months, eight months, nine months.
0: But yet it's happening. It's
1: infanticide. Mm -hmm. And yet it's happening legally in this country. It's been happening in New Mexico for years, actually. There's a clinic in New Mexico that is famous, infamous for performing those uh, abortion at any time. But this is what Planned Parenthood has been pushing. It's been on the agenda for a long time. Mm -hmm. It's shocking, but it is like, how far do we go? If it's okay to to, to to get rid of a child up to nine months, then why right. why did you wait till it came out of the birth canal? Why not say up to two years? I mean, right. how far are we gonna take this? You right. know it's, and like, so, it's it's insanity. And so
0: when conservatives like yourself start going after planned parenthood, they try to spin it into a you hate women type of thing or you're against women's rights when that, that's not necessarily the case. I mean, that's not the case in, in your oh, you instance. Mean,
1: Planned Parenthood says that. Yeah, so when,
0: right. But, yeah, Planned but Parenthood says that
1: to conservatives. Right. No, I, I love women. That's why I want to keep them alive and I want to keep them educated and I want to keep them when they're in this vulnerable position to be told it's okay and you don't have to. I mean, there's crisis pregnancy centers. I grew up strict Christian. I'm still a Christian. And knowing that crisis pregnancy centers were out there that's four women who are in crisis pregnancies, and what they do is they hold your hand. And they say, "Listen, here's adoption. Here's this. Here's your options." And that's what every that's what every clinic should do. That's what every what Planned Parenthood should be doing. But that you don't make money doing that, right? And that's the unfortunate that's thing problem. is when you make a business, yeah, it's a huge problem, and it should nobody should be making money off of it, regardless. You know, except for the mother if she chooses to to put her child up for adoption. And a lot of people feel uncomfortable talking about this. The fact that matters, if you place your child up for adoption with an agency, the parents who want that baby are going to pay for that child. But it's all done legal. It's all done safe. And you can choose what family adopts your child from a certain blood type to religious background to education you can pick and choose like a dating app almost they give you the flashcards. it's a beautiful experience and you and it's a, you're in a painful situation but you can say hey i want college educator i want i, I want my kids to grow up in a sports related or a, a musician related household or i want i want this kind of family i want that kind of family gay straight this that and the other healthy you know I have very strict criteria because I knew that I couldn't provide those things for my, my child. So I wanted the best. I wanted her to have the best start in life. It's the most selfless thing. And yes, in, re- in return, you get money to live on while you make the decision, while you wait, while you sign the paperwork. So you have a, a foot in life. It's like, yeah, you have this huge crisis, this huge shit storm on your lap. You're pregnant. You wouldn't intending to be pregnant. The situation sucks. It's horrifying. Don't add abortion on top of it. You know, don't rush into anything. When you could take the time to, to to find the right family and adopt out your child, it can be an open adoption or closed adoption. It's always the mother's decision. It's, it's such a beautiful thing. And it's hard. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's easy. Well, it's a hard imagine. situation can't no imagine. matter what. Whether you choose to abort your child is going to be hard or you choose to raise your child is going to be hard. But there are, there's beauty at the end of it. You know, mm-hmm. life is not, life is not a Disney film. It's not sunshine and rainbows all the time, but right. the, the decisions we make set us up for our life. And I will never, ever, ever, and never have I ever regretted that decision. Yeah, I chose life and she's alive today.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's beautiful. And beautiful. I just, I just wish, um, as a person who's, you know, I can see the nuance in it. I can see some points on both sides. I would just like Mm. for voices like yours to be heard in the mainstream because the the discussion is so so one-sided these days. And and that's what bothers me. I I see the hypocrisy in it. I see the manipulation. And and that's not right. And I'm glad you're out there saying these kind of things, whether I, I agree with you all the time or not. Um we've we've done yeah. an hour. We've done an hour and we got pretty deep there. And I, I appreciate yeah. you going there with me. I, I, I appreciate your candor. <laughs> any time. Yeah. Absolutely. I just absolutely I just want to ask you one one last question and then we'll let you go. Um Okay. So we're coming up on, on 2020. Is there any yeah. democratic candidate that that you that you can gel with a little bit that you could see yourself um supporting and if not Is there any that you see as being a a real threat to Donald Trump?
1: Well, let me let me just say I'm voting for Trump 2020 all day long, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely getting him reelected. Not only am I voting for him again, but I'm campaigning for him and going to work hard to get him reelected. Absolutely. I campaigned for him in 2017 to work. I worked on the campaign. And I will work on it again and camp- and I'm campaigning, you know, grassroots with other people. So I am full Trump 2020. But I really like Tulsi. Oh, you you mentioned Tulsi. Yeah. I love her. I love that she's unafraid that she attacked, uh, you know, publicly. I shouldn't say attacked. She actually exposed Hillary Clinton. Yeah, and that was beautiful, Hillary wasn't Clinton it? Clinton bullying her. Mm-hmm. That I was screaming. I was like, "Yes!" Right. I mean, she is a badass. She's a veteran. She's smart. She's got a lot of on um, trade agreements. A lot of things I agree with. I really love Tulsi. What I hate though is that I know she's not going to be the nominee. Oh
0: no! There's I mean, no way. <laughs> there's just no way. No. She's an
1: outsider. She's too strong. She's more like a moderate. Democrat. And this is the time for extremism, unfortunately, in the Democrats. And uh, I I want I wish Tulsi success. I hope that she, you know, uh, she'll probably have to drop out of the race. And I I hope that she endorses Trump. That would be amazing. She may not. She because she is still a Democrat. But I wish her success in what she does. Uh, I just don't see her being president because the Democrats. No, she's not going to be. Won't she's not going to be
0: the nominee, nominee. And no, if they won't she let was, her be the nominee.
1: she she should be. I really
0: don't but think. They won't let her. I objectively, I really don't think. And, and you didn't answer that part of the question, but I really don't think any of the democratic candidates pose a threat to donald trump i oh, I, no, I really that's don't not
1: even, please, I do think please.
0: if Tulsi became a bowl the nominee of macaroni yeah, a
1: bowl of macaroni has a better chance of winning <laughs> against Donald Trump than any of these democratic
0: You might be right about running that mates,
1: I people think running. <laughs> I
0: think Tulsi could actually come
1: for food, I'd vote for macaroni already. <laughs> well, I mean, who guy? doesn't like
0: macaroni put a little bacon in there, put a little bacon in there. I'm I'm voting for it. I'll
1: keep keep mine vegan, but yeah, do what you got to
0: do. That's right. You're a vegan, man. You're, you're an enigma. Trump supporting vegan. Do do you get shit from the Trump crowd for being a vegan?
1: I get, I, oh yeah, totally. (laughs) I get shit from everybody, Matt. That's just my life. And I love it. I love being myself unapologetically myself. I am who I am. I worked hard to be this way. I've always been an outsider in different ways, but I am, I am somebody who is, I'm inclusive. I'm the outsider's inclusive. You know, I didn't, I never was successful based off of my looks. When I was a kid, I was a nerd, an artist, a theater nerd. So I grew up to be this beautiful flower, which I'm blessed but I, I, my intelligence and my creativity are something I've always run on. And that's what I continue to run on. And it taught me to like the little guy, yeah. to like the outsider, to like the, the, the weirdo, rather than to try to be popular, because that's insecurity, I like, I like to that try about you. to be liked and yeah. loved. You know, I don't chase other people. I'm like, you do like me or you don't. I don't say you got to be exactly like me. I don't even think you have to agree with me. But this is who I am. So and I want other people to be who they are. That's the thing. I'm not like you have to vote Trump and be Republican and be vegan and be so an Afro. What and, you know, you're what you're like
0: saying me. is you support diversity. Maybe the yes. maybe the left could learn a lesson <laughs> from you. Yeah,
1: I wish they would. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think the left and the right can learn a lot of lessons from me and yep. from you. I think from, so. From vocal people with strong ideas. Absolutely.
0: All right, Joy. It, you're awesome! Um,
1: oh, thank you. You are. I a love pleasure. having you on the show. It's great to be back. Yeah, we'll do it again. Is there
0: anything you wanna you wanna promote or anything coming up?
1: Yeah, I've got the contrast hashtag the contrast film coming out soon. It's it's being edited right now. Stay stay uh, tuned for for a lot of films that are gonna come underway. Awesome. I'm uh, trying my hand at production and new music will be on its way as well. And follow me on Instagram at Joy Villa. Follow me on Instagram, lovelies, and follow
0: me on Twitter at joy underscore I follow you there. You, you're you know, you're good. looking good since that good. divorce. Keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> thank <laughs> you. I'm I glow
1: up. I know. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, guys. Freedom. Follow
0: <laughs> Joy. <laughs> Check out her film when it comes out. Joy, thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk to you next time.
1: Talk to you next time.
0: Bye. Bye-bye. Yo, B. What's happening? You you notice how chill and sexy I'm looking right now? Uh, No comment on that. Well, you you noticed. Don't pretend you didn't notice. Mm, quite the opposite. <laughs> but what are you getting at? You want to know why I'm looking so chill and please, so sexy right now? Please stop talking and just tell me <laughs> what, what you're doing. It's getting me with. undies. I'm feeling good. I'm wearing me undies. I feel good. And when you feel good, you look good. Are we really talking about your underwear right now? I'm talking about my underwear. I don't want to talk about your underwear. Me undies are the best underwear you can get out there. And our listeners, we got a code for you. If you want some me undies, if you want to feel fresh, if you want to look good, go to meundies.com. Use the code word M U Friend. Buy twenty for twenty percent off. That's a bargain at any price. So you, you said these are the best underwear you can get. Look at me right now. I don't want to look at me. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Go to Me Undies. <laughs> do what he said with the code. Get them. They're great underwear. That's all I'm going to say about My it. My nuts are so tight. I, I you took it too far.